Hello, and welcome to Eyewitness Beauty, the podcast where we talk about the biggest stories in the beauty industry each week. I'm Nick Axelrod-Welk. And I'm Annie Kriegbaum. You're still Annie Kriegbaum. Always. My favorite thing about your last name is that you say that everyone in your family pronounces it differently. There's not a right way. No. In fact, my brother and I were only two years apart in school and nobody knew we were related. Because you guys pronounce it so differently. How did your brother pronounce it? He says Craig Baum. <laughs> <laughs> and you've decided Krieg Baum. I think my mom says Krieg Baum. Because it could also be like Krieg Baum. I know. You tell me. I don't know. I mean, that the Krieg Baum would sound more Jewish, but you're not Jewish. Though I thought you were up until last week. Last week? Yeah. I mean, like you told me that you, you dropped that bomb on me last week. I thought you were Jewish and then it turned out you weren't. I'm not a chosen, not of the chosen people. <sighs> you're not a chosen one. Well... God doesn't give with both hands because you have eyebrows for days, you know? Speaking of which, can I ask your opinion on something? So as everyone knows, and I hope it's not getting annoying, we're having a baby. And one of the things that we've (laughs) been struggling with deciding is what we should call ourselves, like what the baby should call us. So, you know, dad and dad doesn't make sense because we want the baby to be able to, to decide who she wants, right? Like when she calls out, you know, who is she calling for? And neither one of us want to be daddy because we just don't like the connotations. mm. And I don't want to be papa because I feel like that sounds like old timey. And then the only other real... What about pop, pop? I hate that because like (laughs) she's going to be so embarrassed like when she's like seven years old to be like pop, pop. And then the only other option we really have is the Hebrew word for dad, which is Abba. But like, I feel like I'm already Jewish enough. I don't know if I need that like extra dose of Judaism. Um, Look, again, (laughs) I'm not of the chosen people. I don't know, really. I've never heard of Abba before. But do you have any other ideas then? We were thinking like, what about one and two or like uno and dos? Like make up our own words? Father. Father sounds like a serial killer. (laughs) (laughs) Like, good morning, father. Oh, God. I don't know. It's a hard one. I know. It's like a fun thing to worry about, but I don't think we're going to land on something. And it seems like no matter what we decide, one of us is going to get the short end of the stick because one of us is going to have to be like, not dad, you know? So it's going to be like dad and like bimbop or something. You know what I mean? Like whatever we decide. This is getting really complicated. I know. I mean, this is what goes on in my head 24 hours a day. Anyway, if anyone has any ideas, please, please let me know because uh, we're struggling. But enough about me. What are you up to? Not having a baby. (laughs) (laughs) What am I up to? It's a crazy week for me with my other job, which I'm not talking about. Not to be snobby or secretive, but just, I guess this is what people do when they start a company. (laughs) Um, (laughs) You're in, um, what is it called? Like when it's... Stealth mode. Stealth mode. Yeah, we're learning all the terms. Yeah. And also, I wanted to ask you about New York City just reopen gyms today Mm. so will you be partaking in indoor exercise no no i won't nick i went through a phase before quarantine where i was seeing a personal trainer and it was you had a personal trainer in new york and la because we went to your one in la when you were here rhino he is a former gladiator you can look him up his name again (laughs) rhino (laughs) genuinely i love him I don't say but that so to anybody. You, you were seeing your guy in New York? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were working out 
But I just feel like they tell you when you're like, I don't want to get bulky. And they're like, that'll never happen. You're a girl and you have to eat protein. But like, I can tell your jeans start to fit too tight around the legs. It's not what I'm trying to do. That's not my fitness goal. So what have you been doing for exercise since quarantine? Nick, why am I on trial right now? (laughs) I just want you to be around for a long time so that we can continue to make content and investigate the week's top stories. Look, I'm doing fine. I learned one time, some, I read or heard somewhere that you burn like twice as many calories on your period. So I just like work out like really intensely. You like for, double down on your period. Yeah, just on the f- four <laughs> days. And then I don't, don't have to work out the rest of the month. That seems to make sense. I, I like what you're saying. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Shall we get into the top stories of the week? I think it's about time. <laughs> <laughs> Big news for acne sufferers. There is a new FDA-approved acne treatment. It's coming from a Swiss company called Cassiopeia. And in researching this, if you go to their website, they actually have a product pipeline page, which is strange. Look, I haven't done a lot of research on these like pharmaceutical companies, but I think it's interesting that they have a page where it shows you where they are in the development of different solutions and I guess like compounds and stuff that they're working on working on something for genital warts they're working on something for acne alopecia and males but yeah they just got fda approval for win levy which is a sorry for butchering this clascoterone cream one percent it's an androgen receptor inhibitor so what is that nick you're a resident scientist That is a cream that you put on your skin (laughs) to help with acne. (laughs) Tell me the science behind an androgen receptor inhibitor. Well, I think that androgens are like the things that produce oil and can cause inflammation. Obviously, that's not what acne is, but that can make acne worse. So I guess what this cream does is it inhibits the... I don't know. What uh, What do you, uh, why am I, now I'm, I'm on trial. It was a joke because you're always like, I'm not a scientist. Oh, okay. As if anything. <laughs> <laughs> Is this the next big thing in acne after, what was that pill that people took for a while and then all of a sudden it was like actually never taken? Accutane? Yeah. No, I don't think it's like, I don't think it's like that. Androgen receptor inhibitors are actually used also to stop the growth of cancer cells to treat prostate cancer. They work by inhibiting androgen hormones. So we know acne is hormone related. So it seems like this product works with your hormones. And apparently it's a non-antibiotic approach to treating acne. So there's not a chance that you can really overdo it, it sounds like. And also the common side effects are just redness and dryness. It seems like they've been working on it since 2015. It says it will take a bit longer to market, though likely because the company has little commercial infrastructure so far. Great website, I just like though, I think the name Win Levy is a really funny name. It's like is the idea you think that the people who came up with the name are like we want people to like w- you know win win the f- win the fight against acne. So let's call it Win, and then you know we're, we're going to rise above. We're going to levitate. Win Levy. Yeah, I'm sure that's it probably went something like that. That would be a great job to have, by the way. That's what happens. Drugs. Isn't it crazy to think that like branding agencies get paid like millions and hundreds of thousands of dollars to do that kind of work? Yeah, I'd be, I would love that. You know, we're, we're around. Yeah. So yeah, their stocks shot up 
a little after they announced it. Yeah, it probably won't come out until 2021, they're saying. But, you know, something to look forward to. And it's a cream. And you do it twice a day. Got it. When levy. We probably should have kicked off this entire episode by saying that this is Rare Beauty Launch Week, which, if you don't know, is Selena Gomez's Sephora play. It is a full makeup line with a zillion concealers and foundations and lipsticks. And basically, Annie, you were you were less than impressed with the product reveal. It's too much. She's not like unrolling a story here so you can figure out what her brand's all about. Like it's too many products. It's all like custom tooled packaging. It had to have cost a million zillion dollars to make. You know, we don't need another liquid matte liner. We don't need, they have this soft pinch liquid blush, which I actually think that the applicator is smart. It's a wand applicator with a cream formula inside, which brilliant. What I think is kind as, of as we interesting said, is she's trying to tie the marketing into sort of mental health awareness. So like she started that fund. What was it called? Nick, that was going to be my compliment sandwich. Oh, oh, oh okay. So yeah, Rare impacts some of the proceeds will go to her mental health fund, as Nick was saying, which I think is great if you're going to be a celebrity with a beauty line, have have a greater mission here. Whoever did her website did a clean job. I look at this and I think, okay, you have a lot of money, right? Yeah, and not really like a distinct point of view. But you know who I'm really excited about their makeup line, even though I don't wear makeup, is? Tell me. <laughs> That's not in English, but Makeup by Mario. So Mario Dedovanovic is Kim Kardashian's longtime makeup artist, and he was just the subject of a New Yorker profile, which is really long but really interesting, in which he reveals that he's launching his own line called Makeup by Mario. Um, but I read it, the whole thing, and I annotated it, and I circled and highlighted it so that y'all don't have to. And I just want to pull out a few tidbits that I found particularly interesting. One, he worked as a Sephora cast member. So the cast members are the employees who like walk around the store and help you pick out products. And then he also worked as a beauty advisor. He worked his way into a beauty advisor job, which is when you're actually like doing makeup. Two, he spent time as a touch-up makeup artist on Fox News for the female anchors. So that's kind of where he like honed his crazy contouring, you know, beauty pageant queen style. And then he met Kim Kardashian West on a shoot for Social Life magazine, which if you are a reality TV junkie, you'll remember a certain personality by the name of Devorah Rose, who has been on, God, probably 10 reality shows and she is the editor-in-chief, creative director, I imagine, head writer, head stylist for Social Life magazine, which is like this Hamptons magazine that they give away for free at all the different, you know, like stores in the Hamptons. Anyway, he met Kim at uh, at a shoot in 2008, and he's stayed with her basically ever since. And he is a really humble guy, comes from humble beginnings. And it's really interesting to see someone who's more of like the Kevin Aquan type makeup artist, where it's really about artistry and a relationship with his subject than it is necessarily about a cash grab or, you know, like these influencer lines, which are more like kind of crazy colors and, you know, provocative palette names and things like he's really just like a makeup for makeup sake kind of guy. Um, what are the products? It didn't say. The article didn't say yet. He kind of stayed completely mom about the products themselves but we just know that it's called makeup by mario he's a very secretive which is probably why the kardashians have kept him around for yeah, so long he's discreet. But he, yeah he came to the office one time to do a shoot and he had some of his products like taped up 
so you couldn't see what they were. So I think, and it was his foundation, it was his skin product. So I, oh, I think he's doing like a crazy, like the next, like really crazy foundation formula. I mean, I bet if anyone can do it, I feel like it's him. I agree. I love like him. high coverage, like natural finish foundation. He just seems like a good person who is just a professional. You know He's who a professional. I am a little annoyed with, speaking of which? Let's hear it. Uh, speaking of which and speaking of West, uh, Kim Kardashian's hairstylist, Chris Appleton, who... Like is, uh, I don't know if you've seen him, but he's like a supermodel, you know, a supermodel male model. Uh, he also does JLo. He does Kim. I think he's done Ariana Grande. He like does this like. Is he the super blonde guy? Super blonde guy, British guy. But the reason why I'm annoyed by him is because he's one of those people who will post like a shirtless, you know, eight pack selfie picture and then caption it this. Just ate 3X cinnamon buns for breakfast. So TBH posting this to make me feel better. Smiley face. And it's literally him with a perfectly chiseled body. And I find that so fucking annoying. Like you don't get that body from eating cinnamon buns. Anyway, moving on. Okay. (laughs) What about Addison Rae? We've talked on the podcast about Addison, who is a TikTok star. She is famous for her dance videos on TikTok and now sort of being Kourtney Kardashian's new BFF. Which my theory on it, first I was kind of like, what's going on here? It's not like creepy is not the right word, but anytime you see like a teenager hanging out with somebody who's like 40 as friends, doesn't it like give you a little moment of pause? Yeah, but I but then you had a really good but call. But then I had a realization I was thinking, Courtney's everyone's big sister. Her entire life, she's been a big sister. They run the gamut, like all different personality types, ages, her entire, this is just who she is. So my my feeling was Addison and her family moved to LA and Courtney kind of like took her under her wing. And now she's like adopted her as, as her next like Kylie. Because, you know, Kylie was the end of the bloodline. Yeah. And they're just like, look, they got fresh blood. But anyway, um, Addison Ray launched a beauty line, as we've talked about, called Item Beauty. And just this last week, the brand and Addison came under fire for allegedly stealing a slogan from a brand called Lonely Ghost. And basically, Addison Ray has a compact that she wrote on the powder and then on the mirror, it says, I love you, and then say it back on the bottom. And I guess this could be a coincidence if it weren't for the fact that Addison has worn Lonely Ghost before, and it's been brought to the attention of Item Beauty people. And Item Beauty was basically like, oh, we had this idea before that Lonely Ghost slogan came out. But then uh, this one sleuth on Instagram figured out that they actually filed a trademark application after he sent an email letting them know that they were using this slogan. So that seems shady. So this happens a lot of time in beauty. I feel like, especially beauty fashion, I feel like people are always kind of looking at each other to see what they do. A lot of the stuff is not like legally defendable. But one time in my career, I did have somebody say that they had trademarked a line of copy that was on something that we had made. And we went back and checked the trademark database. They had filed for trademark that day. Really? Yeah. And and that doesn't mean that they get it either. It just is a public listing that they had filed an application to trademark. So, you know, people in beauty can be really petty and not so thoughtful. It sucks to be copied. But I think at a certain point, as the person whose work is being 
reference, you have to decide like, where are you going to spend your energy? Is it worth it? I would probably tell this guy that like, he's got to move on from this like screen printed phrase uh, (laughs) and like do something, you know, like that now as the like creator, as the trendsetter, cool, do something different. Yeah, it would be cool if Addison like collaborated with them somehow. Yeah, like, throw totally. Throw them a bone, throw them a little bit of cash, and then everyone can move on. Turn it into a positive. Exactly. This might interest you. I think it's a huge missed opportunity for a lot of, well, one brand in particular, and I'll tell you what it is. I don't know why they agreed to do this, but someone that owns the Friends IP agreed to let a makeup line. The, the TV show Friends. Friends, the TV show. It's um, it was a sitcom back in the '90s, early 2000s. It's like about a group of people, um, Rich, uh, Joey Chandler, and Miranda, Charlotte. <laughs> anyway, anyway, um, you can look it up. You can look it up. Um, but they are <laughs> making a makeup line with a brand called Makeup Revolution. And it's going to be a friends branded makeup collaboration. Thank you. Makeup Revolution is an affordable makeup line. I think we all know that all those women on the show were wearing Bobby Brown. So why has Lauder not called whoever Rachel up on the phone and said, like, let's do a friends. (laughs) (laughs) Something tells me that like Rachel, AKA Jennifer Aniston is not in the lab, like developing the friends makeup. Not in the lab, but like, come on, they could have done like, like, they could have brought back all these, like, you know, the matte lip. Like, they really could have done something interesting with this. Like a dry a dry shampoo to get the Rachel. And the Ross, the baby powder, the cornstarch, and the leather oh, pants. Oh, yes, 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 oh, yes, yes. I mean, so like, many missed opportunities. Yeah, if they had only asked us. We were super excited to Zoom over breakfast coffee with Esther Pavitsky and Caroline Goldfarb, who are the brains behind the Glowing Up podcast, which is a beauty podcast that you can find everywhere podcasts are available. And it's really funny. They're both hysterical. Esther is a comedian. She just recently released a Comedy Central stand-up special called Hot For My Name. And Caroline is a comedy writer. And she has written for basically, if you've like laughed at a TV show in the last five years, she's probably written in that writer's room. And she is also the mastermind behind official Sean Penn on Instagram, where she her probably her most famous image was like when she made masks of kim kardashian crying you know like that famous still of kim kardashian like sobbing Mm -hmm. i think she made like either like bandanas or t-shirts with that picture on it and she actually just made news this week when she created a collage of anderson cooper topless and anderson cooper and andy cohen like got into it and so anyway we were very excited to play a game with them which we will be playing forever moving forward called Paula's Choice, which is our take on Sophie's Choice, which is a very sad film about... Oh, no, I won't go there. Yeah, Nick, tell us about Sophie's Choice. (laughs) No, no, no. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So without going into that, I'm just going to leave it at that. We love them. Glowing Up Podcast, wherever podcasts are found, they have a Facebook group, they have an Instagram account. We love them. There are new beauty BFFs. And here is that interview. 
So you, Caroline, and Esther are in LA, and yeah. you guys are quarantining separately in in Silver Lake, or where are you guys? I'm in Los Feliz. Esther, despite her best efforts, we are quarantining separately. <laughs> <laughs> Have you guys watched the Selena Gomez HBO Max show where she like is quarantining? Selena and Chef? Yeah. No, I haven't. <laughs> so I I've, haven't watched Selena and Chef yet. <laughs> I've watched every episode of Selena and Chef. You and, like psycho. The funny You're thing, sick, huh? <laughs> You're the, real. Yeah, you like that. <laughs> I like that. I mean, like the funny thing is that she like is obviously living with like her two assistants, but they're like called called her best friends. You know how like Ashley Simpson started with that, you know, like where she'd like live with her hair person, her nail person, and they'd be her best friends. Selena Gomez will be like, oh, like this is my best friend, Rochelle. Like she's, we're like, we've been quarantining together. And then she'll be like, Rochelle, like where's the remote? Like Rochelle, where's like the like pizza cutter? (laughs) And it's like, obviously this is just your assistant, but I love it. Rochelle's like, I love living with my best friend. Like (laughs) Selena, can I have health insurance? (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. This does remind me of though, like pretty much my dynamic with my fiance. I'm just like, <laughs> um, the garbage hasn't been taken out. Someone is like, who's going to do that? <gasps> Esther's fiance is like an award winning, highly respected <laughs> writer who's written on like some of the best TV shows in history. And when you see Esther talk to him, you'd think he's like Smithers or Jeeves. <laughs> <laughs> like, Dave, I, I, I can't do the dishwasher. I'm like, damn, girl, he's won awards. <laughs> but do you guys feel like you bring like different things to the relationship? That's how I've like reconciled the fact that like Casey just walks around cleaning up after me. Wait, it, can I have him? <laughs> he's amazing. Get yourself That's a Mormon with six siblings because they're all like, no, they're, they have I know. So neat. Siblings. Yeah. Dude, I know. That's, I have a friend who is like homeschooled and raised kind of like that. And whenever she's over, she just starts cleaning stuff. And I'm, I always tell, I'm like, you're amazing. You're amazing. Cause I grew up with a mom who I would wake up, get out of bed, and I'd turn back around and my bed would be made. So it's not my fault I'm like this. Is no, that likable? Th- yeah, that's super <laughs> likable. Yeah, no, that's it. Um, I just had an idea like five minutes before we got on Zoom with you guys, which was mm. to play a game, you know, like Sophie's Choice. I thought we could do Apollo's Choice. Ah, and so Apollo's choice is just it's a it's a difficult decision between two things that are beauty related. Okay, got it. Yes, and it's going to be sort of a way into see sort of like what your perspective on beauty is. Okay, I'll go first. Good. Okay, so eyelash extensions or gel nails? Gel nails. Wait, was that yeah. what I was supposed to do? Yep. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I'll give this one to Esther. I'll I'll let both die. I'm I'm a neither. Nice. You you you're like very low maintenance in that way. I do my own <laughs> nails, and I have extremely amazing long and hard natural nails, so I don't Ooh. need gels. They and look like gel nails. You just held them up. They're like, wait, what shape is that? I guess you would call that goblin. Like a- <laughs> goblin. <laughs> I guess you would call this like the mistress of the house. Like an I don't know, like almond or oval or something. And, and eyelash like extensions, pink. I can't. No eyelash extensions not during the, Corona. The only time I've had them, they were the highest high I've ever been on, and then the lowest low. They like gave me bipolar because they it, when they're done, you lose all your eyelashes. It, like I didn't go to the right 
to the right person or something. I don't know. And gel nails, well, I don't need them. I've pretty much gone a year without them, but I did just get some this weekend. And they they put a pep in my step. Is it because like it's just having nice nails that last longer, like that just make you feel more put together? Yeah, well, I pretty much don't have any nail polish in my house anymore. Like I can't do the like paint your nails and then two days later, like there's four chips and you're like, it's whack-a-mole games to keep them nice. So I'll do gels. I did. I started doing them for the show I was on Dollface because the makeup team, they were like, just have gels, like just do it. And I kind of got used to, I don't know, you're just like, oh my God, look at this matte forest green. Like I am pretty. Oh, I've had that on my toes before. Where do you go? Oh, this is from, I think her name is Kim K Nails. KKW Nails? <laughs> I wish. <laughs> did oh. Kim release something this morning and I did <laughs> shit? I gotta get it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, number two. Biologique or La Mer? Oh my God, neither. neither. I'm sorry. Yeah, we. I think we... I told you, You got Nick. the wrong girls. You got the wrong girls. <laughs> Biologique, I guess, in theory. I've never tried you, you it. You haven't tried I P50? Have, not yet. Here's Caroline's I'm cheap a and I'm a scared person. Shut up! I'm not that cheap. <laughs> I, I'm a K-beauty fanatic. Okay. And with P50, once I learned that there's so many different formulations. Like, it's not one size fits all. And you're supposed to really get accurately assessed by, like, a biologique expert at one of yep. the biologique spas. I'm not going to risk. I'm not going to spend $150 and, like, get P50 and it's not the right thing for me. Because you mean there's, like, so, P50W, P50, yes, 1970. Yes, like a million of them. Yeah. Yes, exactly, Nick. Yeah. You took the words right out of my mouth. So, so do you Notice like a- how the money came up. <laughs> it did. <laughs> okay, yes. Is it a factor? Yeah. So do you do like a K-Beauty dupe? What's your like exfoliating toner? I do like uh, multi-acids. I like Cosrx BHA and Cosrx AHA. And I'll do BHA because it like goes in deeper, right? It like goes into your pores. So I do it on like my more acneic zones right here. The AHA I think is like a lactic acid and it's good for like dark spots. So I do it kind of like on the cheeks. Morning and night? No, just like three times a week at night. And then I do retinol once or twice a week. And yeah, that's what I do for exfoliation. Okay. I mean, you guys- And it works. uh, Maybe I'll like send you guys some P50 because it's worth trying. It's just a funny thing because it smells like garbage. You've like heard what- Oh, I think it smells like I think it smells like tempera paint. Yeah. I don't think it smells like garbage necessarily, but it doesn't smell like a beauty product. And the 1970s, not even like street legal. It has phenol in it, which is like outlawed. Whoa. Yeah, because it's like the original formulation from 1970. But anyway, I'll I'll get you some. Um, ah, that's interesting. So it's like not street legal. It's like a car in a Fast and Furious movie. Exactly. It's like I love they have, there's that. like a couple things in it that you don't want to really know about. Annie, <laughs> Annie this is your question. Concealer or deodorant? Uh, deodorant. I get what? Medical. I don't I haven't worn deodorant in 2020, so or concealer cuz I feel like foundation kind of on Zoom, I don't really need it. I don't know. The what? Zoom instant retouching button, bitch. Concealer is a that's a distant memory for me. <laughs> don't need it. Um, next question. And this one is like a deep cut, so we can give you context if you need it. Frenche or Poosh? Poosh as in like Kourtney Kardashian's lifestyle brand? Mm-hmm. And what was the what first was the one? first one? Frenche. Exactly. <laughs> Frenche, whose lifestyle brand is that? Uh, Ashley Tisdale. Oh. Okay, this is hard because I want to support 
the non-Kardashian option because she's just going for it. And I respect that. But at the same time, I'm, well, I am curious actually about that content. Caroline, uh, step in. Look, I am the first person to hate on Poosh. There are some whack, there's some whack content on Poosh. That being said, here and there, like, there will be something that I do find myself reading, like a look into Courtney's supplement routine. And like, there's some supplements I've gotten because of Courtney. I'm going to go Poosh. I, yeah. uh, there's good content here and there on Poosh. I cannot imagine Frenchay is delivering. Is, is that, I mean, who would have thought though that Poosh would still like would actually have worked? It's like, not working. That, I feel like it's I'm still not, around, I'm though. sure it's a huge financial failure. But you bought you bought supplements from it. Not through her affiliate link or anything. Oh, good. What are you so are you, you buying the vital wait, what is it? The vital proteins push collab? Push. No. No, I'm not buying it. I also I gotta say the push PR packages, if you're lucky enough to get on that list, those are something. Have you guys seen no, those? I, I yeah. we're not on that list. What does it look I mean, like? I just see when people post videos of them, they're like huge boxes. It's like when you go to a post office and they have like that big bucket on wheels and they're like pushing like a thousand letters in it. It's like that size. And it's like all kinds of wellness stuff, like skincare fridges, slippers, pajamas, eye cream. I don't yeah. know. It's, I think, nice. I think that those are set up kind of like, you know, at the Oscars, how they have those like gifting rooms and celebrities can go in and like shop for free. Yeah. I think that that's like the same idea with the push gift packages. It's like brands pay to be in there and then uh, they get all this like free you know, exposure because Courtney's sending it around to all of her famous friends. Wow. Right? Damn, that's my theory, yeah. at least. I don't know. That makes sense. Annie broke true. that down. Annie broke it down. I don't know. I have a big problem with influencer packages because it's just so wasteful, all of the packaging. And it's, it's such a pain disgusting. in the ass to like break down and get rid of. It's totally disgusting. Influencer PR waste. That's one of my main causes, girl. <laughs> <laughs> that is, that's brave. I'm giving stump speeches. Is there a ribbon color for that? Oh, no. I feel, I feel attacked right now. I feel tie-dye. Is it a tie-dye no. ribbon? Yeah. I love that. <laughs> okay. You have to take a class for two hours. Spin class or Barry's boot camp? Two Not, oh my hours? God. What kind of sick freak thinks of a question like that? That for is twisted. Spin hurts my vagina. Wait. So no. Wait. And but as someone who's been to a Barry's boot camp, Esther and I went through a phase when we were into Barry's together. And <laughs> Esther would as <laughs> I've seen Esther A walk for every treadmill segment. <laughs> speed walk. And B, I've seen Esther straight up dip. 30 minutes early. She's like, and I'm done. I've gotten the workout it's a, I needed. It's a 45 minute class. <laughs> I've seen her dip real fucking early. <laughs> I have a weird system with Barry's boot camp. I accidentally bought fifty a fifty class pass. <laughs> accidentally, <laughs> us. At you one point, Caroline and I were trying to figure out if we could somehow exchange my class pass for smoothie points. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go berries. Berries. I think so. I also want to remind you of the fact, Esther, that. I think that you started leaving early because you saw Alicia Silverstone do it, right? Yeah. One time Esther called me. She's like, Caroline, like, I was just in a Barry's boot camp with Alicia Silverstone. Her kids sat outside. She took multiple, like, every five minutes she would just leave the class, 
give her kid a kiss on the lips and come back inside. <laughs> and then she just left 15 minutes early. She's like, I'm just going to do that now. I'm like, okay. I like that. So I rented um, a kid. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I put on a hat with a little twirly thing and I just sat outside and pretended to be Esther's five-year-old son. <laughs> Okay. Oh my god, I love this game. I hope you guys have a hundred more. We're only halfway through. Whoa. Oh, yes. Okay. Hiram or Hurons? What is Hiram? That? Who's who I know Caroline Hurons, but who's Hiram? Okay. Hiram is the Caroline Hurons of the TikTok set. Oh. You've seen wait. him. Is he it him? Is yes, him? I know who that is. I he lives him. in Hawaii and he But like, isn't yeah. he a bit like friendlier? Yes, yes, he's much friendlier. Yes. I mean, in the way that like TikTok Caroline is Herons just friendlier. Is cruel. Yeah, Caroline Herons has the cruelest, rudest, most off-putting energy to me. I'm like not a fan. I of agree. Hers whatsoever. I also, don't get like, her what's at her all. what's her qualification? Does anyone know? Dude, like, I'm is- not gonna say it. I, I <laughs> are we all thinking kind of the same thing? I don't want to say it. She doesn't have like that great skin, right? No, I'm at just all. Gonna leave it at that. I'm just Esther's gonna leave it at like that saying Esther's saying quiet. I don't know who this is, and I'm like, how how do I not know this, and you guys all do? Caroline Hurons is like the grand dame of like uh, skincare influencers. She's a British skincare influencer, but she's not like. But she's like the one who made um, pixie exfoliating toner, like made that blow up. Yeah, that brand. Oh, the Target brand. Was she the founder of that brand? No, but she did a collaboration with them. Oh. You know, but then there's the Huroms of the world. And I feel yeah. like these TikTok kids are so much more knowledgeable on skincare and they get the information across so much quicker. Like a Caroline Huron's video is like 25 minutes. I do not have the time. But these, like, I feel like Huron will literally be like, Pixie's actually bad for you. It has like fragrance yeah. and all this dumb shit in it that you don't need. So I'm going Huron. I think they're really disseminating much better information in a much more efficient way. Skincare TikTok. Yeah. When Caroline and I made like this big trip to the pixie store in venice remember that and we were so excited but then i looked at the ingredients and was just like i'm not getting anything yeah i kind of got over pixie but it really did have a moment didn't it yeah and i think that was due to caroline so we're going hiram or hiram whatever however you pronounce it definitely going hiram have you guys had him on the pod yet no we're working on it okay this one last question was a good lead-in essential oils or fragrance free oh I that, love essential wow. oils. Really? I'm all essential oil. I like live in fear of artificial fragrance. So essential oils are kind of my only like night out on the town. You know, that's my only foray into enjoying a nice smell. And I'm actually right now currently on the search for really good essential oil candles if anyone has recommendations. But I would say essential oil. Ah, I love fragrance free. I don't know. Both. I have, this one's my both. That's a, it's a real Paula's choice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love essential. I love scents. I love smells. I'm a sensory whore. I don't care if it's motherfucking artificial made from like old melted tires or whatever. I don't care if it's essential oil. I, I'm definitely going essential oil on this one. I Did you it. guys weigh in on the fact that Fenty Beauty had fragrance or Fenty Skin had fragrance in it? I'm just, I'm, that's not okay with me. And a lot of, a lot of skincare brands do this. And it's just, to me, you're, I won't touch it. Can you, like, I, you seem like you know this shit. Can you tell me what you think of that? <laughs> Thanks. Um. Well, no, because he's, he said it. 
I think that she shouldn't have put fragrance in it. Basically, everyone on Twitter and on Instagram seems to be hating on it because of the fragrance. It seems like she said she wanted to make it formulated for sensitive skin, but artificial fragrance is the number one sensitizer for skin. I'm the biggest Rihanna apology, apologetic, whatever. Apologize. I, I have like Rihanna's, thank you. I have Rihanna's coffee table book. It cost me $200. Like, I'm the first in line, but Fenty skincare, I haven't seen any of my real skincare bloggers like do a real positive post on it. And I think it's I'm the relieved because Caroline, wouldn't you say that I'm I've been talking about no fragrance in skincare for years and I, I feel like I've been by myself and like nobody's on board. So I'm happy to hear that everyone else is finally joining me in my Esther's like just woke up from a twenty year nap. She's <laughs> like, oh, like the world's cut up with me. Like Esther, people are talking about it. You're just like sleeping and bossing your fiance around. Just to notice. Okay. So sugar bear hair gummies Ugh. or flat tummy tea. This is a hard one. They're so awful. So awful. Yeah. But the sugar bear hair gummies look like they taste good. So I'm going with those. They look so fluffy and good. They look like mm-hmm. they look good. I'm going flat tummy tea. I'm all about quick fixes and like, <laughs> Things that are vaguely rooted in TCM. Child abuse. <laughs> traditional Chinese medicine. And biotin makes me break out like aggressively. So I can't. I got to skip the gummies. Have you guys done any spawn con like adjacent to a flat tummy tea or a sugar bear hair? I have. I did one of the most embarrassing spawn cons on official Sean Penn many years ago. And I still like wake up in the middle of the night in a cold sweat thinking about it. I did an ad for something called Leaner creamer it was a weight loss coffee creamer (laughs) i remember this (laughs) it was so humiliating but i couldn't say no it was like that eight hundred dollars or whatever like like couldn't let that pass me by and to be clear caroline was like a well-paid tv writer at the time that she did this ad i think i was gainfully employed well if the rihanna coffee table book cost two hundred dollars and you got eight hundred dollars for the leaner creamer, then you're up. That leaves you know, you're she up bought for Rihanna. That leaves $600 for Fenty Skin. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a math, it's like math for dummies. <laughs> but um, I did get a bottle and I used it aggressively to the last drop. I actually really <laughs> liked it. I remember. And it was like a really nice glass bottle. And my Persian mom saves every Tupperware ever. And I go to her house and she still has the leaner creamer bottle. And she always has something different in it. And it's like a little reminder. That's so haunting. Nice. So haunting. I'm like, get rid of that. It's like an evil talisman or something. It's like curse. Ah! It's it's like on the zoom behind you right now. Ah! <laughs> oh my okay. God. That's so funny. Anyway, that, that was such a trip down memory lane. This is again, like we can give you some background if you need it. Dorit or Erica J. I just watched my first episode of RHBH in like years last night. That's so funny that you just asked that. I'm going to go Erica Jane. Interesting. I I have the personality of someone who watches those shows, but I I also have the personality of a person who cries a lot and don't. So I, I don't, I'm not a real housewives person. I'm more of like a big brother YouTube tutorial girl. So like no below deck, no Shaw's, no, no. anything? No. I'm a Shaw's. I'm a Shaw's devotee, but okay. I don't watch any other ones. One of my best friends works at Vanderpump Dogs. And ever since he started working there, 
like his life is a soap opera and I'm like, it's like concerning how soap opera his life has gotten. And he's not even on the show or anything. Aren't they doing a spinoff? They are. I think they they are. Yeah. Esther's best friend is a Boston Terrier. (laughs) 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 Esther, are they doing, is, is Carlos going to be on it? I have no, I I honestly don't know because I think COVID. Suddenly I'm like, like, Carlos is looking more interesting to me. (laughs) (laughs) Cause it's funny because Carlos has such a big crush on Caroline and she's so not Not interested in him. But now that he might be the next, the next Bravo celebrity. I'm like, he's going to be on camera. like squeezing dog anal glands. Like (laughs) (laughs) I'm interested. (laughs) This is the last question that we have. No. Orgasm blush. Or the new Orgy palette by Jeffree Star. Orgasm wow. blush. This is, wait, 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 wait. Okay, I think I am going to go orgasm blush. But I think orgasm blush is, and I say this with a lot of like respect and like a lot of humility. I think orgasm blush is overrated. I don't like how shimmery it is. It may be overrated, but they are like icons for creating that brand that like that making it that name and making that a thing and then like expanding into orgasm lip and I'm just I I respect the splashy name I respect yeah out of deference to Francois and the NARS team (laughs) it's gotta be it's gotta be (laughs) orgasm that orgy palette I'm over Jeffree Star have you ever watched his videos yes I religiously as a matter of fact (laughs) There's, he's just really like he's a star. I mean, he's you know. funny. He's great. He's, he's really good on camera. Yeah, yeah. He's very problematic. Oh, right? he's hugely problematic. It's not as fun to watch the videos anymore. And these palettes he makes—they're too big. I don't understand the appeal of a palette that's the size of a fucking high school diploma. It's so goddamn big. It's like who has the space? We're promoting clutter culture. I don't like it. Too big. Mm-hmm. You need a palette that big, Caroline, because you're ugly. Shut up, <laughs> Billy. Wait, shut up. Seriously, do I need it? Should I get it? <laughs> I want to hear a little bit about how you guys came to beauty from comedy. Like, how did you guys become? I know because we're beauty, so ugly, right? Beauty bloggers. <laughs> no, because beauty like bloggers. you don't like. I feel like comedians. They probably think like beauty's stupid. And beauty people are not very funny. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> we well, we're not be- like we love products. We're product junkies. And we really view ourselves as like glowing up is not just about beauty. I want to say it's about obviously skincare, food, coffee, vaginal secretions, like workouts. It's about like the totality. It's a lifestyle it's a, brand. It's a lifestyle brand, exactly. I found myself like so comedy had always been my escape all you know that was what I watched to to have fun and relax and then once I started working in comedy that kind of went away and I found myself when I was feeling anxious from work or from the scary world we live in I would watch so many beauty YouTube videos like 24/7 I just got so hooked and then I had a show called Alone Together which two seasons on Hulu if people want to watch it. And Caroline came in to meet with us to write on the show. And the second I met her, I was like, I, I just fell in love with her. And so we worked together in the writer's room for months. And each day we would like find out these interests that we shared. It was like, first it was like what celebrities eat. And then it was like 
oh, I bought this makeup. And she's like, I have it too. And I just realized we had all these common shared interests. And the only way to really just bring them all together was to make a podcast. When I think about Alone Together season one, I have this distinct memory of us sitting on a floor, refreshing the Kylie Cosmetics website because like Kylie blush or like Kai blush or whatever <laughs> was coming out. Oh, no, no. Kylighters. It was Kylighters. Kylighters. And I remember being in a heated discussion with you about whether or not we should get like the banana shade or like the cotton candy shade. I feel like we were freaking. I don't even think we got them, but we were just like in a tizzy. That's how we knew we needed to make a podcast. It was also such bullshit because we were like supposed to be writing the show and I would be like, Caroline and I need to break off in a room to work on this story. And then we would just look at makeup. So makeup was the entry point, but then skincare kind of became a bigger part of it. I feel like I think of beauty and skin. I honestly, for me, they're kind of one and the same. Like to me, it's the same category. Yeah. Food fits right in there too. When you said like what celebrities eat, that reminded me that the thing that has stuck with me probably the longest of anything I've ever learned is that when Olivia Munn's face changed. Japanese motherfucking potatoes. Thank you. Thank you, Caroline. Wait, I want to. No, I'm sorry, Nick. I just like I have <laughs> no, such no, a thing about go. this. Please. You, you go, you go. Olivia Munn, who's unbelievably gorgeous, stunning, phenomenally stunning. You know, whatever she does, like sign me up. Her her face has evolved, become more beautiful with time. Let's say, and she was asked in an interview, like, to what do you attribute? You're changing face. Your cheeks are like three times the size that they were two years ago. And she said, it's just one thing. I eat Japanese potatoes. And Japanese potatoes are actually really, really good for you. Um, And like she said, like they're high in hyaluronic acid. That was like her. I'm like, I'm looking at some before and afters right now. What she went like her face was more like defined before. And now her cheeks are fuller. And she's like, I eat potatoes. She I just want to say, say no, that's right. No. That's right, Annie. No. That's right. It's just potatoes. And you watch. Your <laughs> you guys, you guys are putting me in a very complicated position right now, as I did just have a literal sleepover with Olivia Munn. She's very cool. And I like her a lot. But I will say, I know exactly what you're talking about. And I'm very inspired to text her this week and ask her and call her out on this. Cause I feel like she's so cool that she could handle this. Nick, can you explain to us? So you like founded glossy, like what's the deal? You like yeah. Glossier early team, like how you're just yeah, Nick, talk about how you found you. Glossier. Can you guys both tell us who you are and like what you do and why um, you could just be like, I'll send you guys P 50. Yeah. What the fuck was that about? <laughs> are you like a mob boss? Sorry. Yeah. Witch. I'm rich in skincare. So I was a co-founder of Into the Gloss, which was the beauty blog that like birthed Glossier. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's amazing. I Sorry I got it a little twisted, but that's dope. No, no, that's no. Cool. And don't get it twisted. Um, and then I... I <laughs> try not to. And then I moved to LA and I co-founded Necessaire, which is this body skincare brand. Oh, my You've probably seen God. people on Instagram. Like, yeah. Don't probably seen people on Instagram. Me, I love Necessaire. Really? I will send you some. He'll send you some. I'll send you some. The scrub <laughs> is like... The scrub's insane, yeah. Oh my God. It's freaking out. I'll You're talking you, to I'll an actual it. celebrity right now. I'll send it. Now I'm I'll nervous. Send you, I'll send you everything. I'll send you the whole the whole collection. Wait, Nick. I assume yeah. Necessaire was founded by like, like a French 
mistress or something. I can't <laughs> well, believe my it was founded is by Danish, a dude named- But it's like my co-founder is Danish and I'm just like a Jew from New York. I love that Thank God. Nick Axelrod founded the chicest, most minimal body care brand of 2019. I'm like, this is <laughs> what we need to hear. Oh yeah, my wow. so, um, And I was in fashion before that. I worked at Elle magazine and I remember like sitting at Elle having to write copy for like the accessories pages or, you know, this person's launching a collaboration with ASOS or something. And I would find myself having like been in the voice of like a girl, like a young girl for like hours oh. of writing. Like now you don't have to borrow your boyfriend's sweatshirt. You can wear like, you know, whatever. And I was like, what the fuck am I doing? This is so stupid. And I, I always loved skincare and I liked that beauty was more accessible to everyone. Like, you know, yes, it can be expensive, like a $40 Tom Ford lipstick, but like it's more accessible than like a $4,000 Tom Ford bag. Yes. I relate and agree with that. I'm into that. That's so cool. And I know. I want to hear about Annie's history and career and everything beautiful and fun like that (laughs) it's not as sparkly as nick's but we actually met nick hired me at into the gloss and so i was the editor of that site and then we started working on glossier and so then i was at glossier for like four and a half years and now i do (laughs) now i do podcasting Um, annie annie's brow is the brow of boy brow Whoa. <gasps> That's the most impressive work I've ever done. <laughs> yeah. Your brows are high key beautiful. Thank you. Look, okay, it's not a competition, but my hands were in the American Girl Doll catalog in 1997. So Really? Oh my God. <laughs> yes. I can't believe I, I knew I had I knew I had seen them before. <laughs> <laughs> Annie, I have a brow question for you. Do you soap brow? Do you do brow soap brows? I've seen it and I think it's it's been around for a long time as like a technique. So I think it's like funny how like TikTokers sometimes pick up like old school techniques, you know? Yes. No. Where'd they go? Hello? Can you see I me? I did everyone's Zoom crash. Yeah. Esther is still frozen for me. She'll come back. Um, but wow. Caroline, so you're you're a TV writer. You're also the brains and the brawn behind official Sean Penn on Instagram. That's me. And you were a writer on Broad City. So I was like a consultant on like one season. Like I pitched jokes. That seems like a very high level job to have. Thank you. I mean, it was a dream come true. Broad City is one of my favorite shows of all time. And at the time, it was literally my fucking favorite show. Oh, Esther's calling me. Oh, she hung up. Okay. <laughs> so to be... What the fuck? Uh, I think Alana... Uh, Esther, we're waiting for you. I'm trying to explain. Okay, well, try harder, bitch. Talk to you later. Anyway, Alana followed me on Instagram and she asked me to contribute jokes and I did. And watching that season, I think it was season four, seeing my jokes on screen. It was like one of my first writing jobs and it was still one of my the best job they've ever had. She followed official Sean Penn and then yes. you there. Yes. Oh, cool. Official wow. Sean Penn like ended up being my entree into writing. And like, that's how a lot of people like came to know about me. And I would just like, try not to post like memes. I would just try to like post things that I thought were really interesting and like post long captions that were funny. And like a lot of my heroes followed me and I got a lot of writing jobs. Like I met Eric Andre and wrote for the Eric Andre show through official Sean Penn. And obviously Esther's show. Then um, 
Yeah, I wrote on the show Chad that's coming to TBS, I think, next year with Nassim Pedrad, who's like a really funny Persian comedian. And right now I'm writing for Mindy Kaling's new HBO Max show, which is like Sex in the City, but set in college. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be great. Okay, I'm back. I'm sorry, guys. Oh, my gosh. We really missed you. (laughs) 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 Um, We were just about to ask about your new Comedy Central special, Hot For My Name. It's Comedy Central? Yeah, so it was on Comedy Central and it's on cc.com and people can watch it like without logging in and getting cable and all that. But yeah, it's uh, my first hour stand-up special. And your your family features features heavily into it. Yes. I, I have my parents and I put them on blast in it quite a lot about why did I have to become a comedian and how it's their fault that they weren't nice to me and didn't pay attention to me. I want to hear what, what the genesis of the name of the special is. Oh, okay. So it's actually just from one of my jokes because my fucking name is Esther Pavitsky, which like when I meet people, they're like, oh, that's my dead grandma's name. And I'm like, thanks. Same. Like, I don't know. Like, I'm just, it's not, a, it's not Alexis. Like, it's not hot. And so I just, yeah, I have a joke where I talk about how I'm hot, but for my name. And... I just felt like that was a perfect title for the special because it's kind of like, you know, it's self-deprecating, but also not. I just kind of like how it kind of lets you know where I'm at. And it makes people remember your name. You're like a branding Ooh. genius. Oh, thank you. She's not. <gasps> just kidding. <laughs> you, should, you should come out with your own makeup line. Funny. I should. Esther Cosmetics. Vagina oh Slime Cosmetics, Caroline? <laughs> Hey, do you want to tell them, Caroline? (laughs) Look, we've thought about we've thought about it. Well, let's talk off air. Okay, Um, this was so great. So official, Sean Penn, Caroline. Do you have your own Instagram or is I do? It's at and I just don't make fun of me. It's at porkchop dot biz. I (laughs) made it. Please don't make fun of me. It's like the worst. I made it. It was my Finsta. And then I just like got too lazy to change it. And now it's like too late. Kind of. Porkchop.biz. One Z. (laughs) You would think it has like eight Z's. Sorry. Sorry. But what's Fishwife? Oh, yeah. I just launched a new tinned fish company. It's really exciting. We just had our soft launch. Annie, Congratulations. No, it looks before, beautiful. Let me just say something. Tinned fish is my favorite food. In the States, obviously, tinned fish has this reputation as like stuff your grandma ate during the Depression or it's like stinky and gross. But in Portugal and Spain and Europe, tinned fish is so chic, so upscale. You like have it at happy hour. There are stores that sell like row after row of like beautifully packaged, high quality mm-hmm. canned fish. And that is like the lifestyle I aspire to. And I want to, there's no brand really in America that like brings that attitude towards tinned fish here. And like, is like telling Gen Z people and millennials, like how healthy, how cost effective, how shelf stable, like tinned fish is like an amazing superfood. So it's. And this is also a great idea for like uh, the, the apocalypse. Which is weird. It's a really is, good COVID food. I mean, yeah. literally, it's like shelf stable and you can buy it online. Like, I know, honey, I know. So it's eatfishwife.com. Anyway. 
Eatfishwife.com. Our official launch is like in the fall. So keep an eye on the space. Sign up for a waiting list. I love that. Nice. At Fishwife on Instagram. At Fishwife on Instagram. At Porkchop.biz. At Official I know Champagne. there's so many different meats. Fish, pork, Esther, where can we where can we find you? I'm Esther Monster on Instagram. And along with Glowing Up, I host a solo podcast. It's video. It's on YouTube. And it's also everywhere. Um, and I sometimes talk about like how to have self-esteem and like stuff that I find relevant to my own personal life. And then I also am launching a clothing line called sleepover by Esther, which we've, we've done some smaller launches where I sell small batch handmade tie dye shirts. And uh, we're launching with like sweatpants, bralettes and really cute stuff very soon. So that's at sleepover by Esther on Instagram and sleepover by Esther.com. And I also have one of those, celebrity scam text numbers so that's what is that thing can you explain to me what that is when they're like it's really like j-lo's like it's really me (laughs) and like i actually yes i actually texted the j-lo one me too too. same i wanted no i got a text from vanessa hudgens this weekend yeah it's weird so the j-lo like really texts you back i assume the j-lo one is like totally fake no Um, it's like i'll tell you what she wrote hi my love it's jen like the two heart yes it's really me (laughs) yes this is really my number and i'll be using it to stay in touch with you click the link to add yourself to my contact so i can text you back can't wait to hear from you lies i didn't i so didn't click the link it's just kind of similar to like if social media was texting like it's it is shady in the sense that so a lot of celebrities are like it's really me and it's probably just an assistant i feel like it's really just marketing. It's like if there's someone that you want to know what they're up to, it's like it's, SMS. I subscribe to them. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like it's pretty, it's a lot. It's a lot uh, more. It's it's not as like evil as it seems. I just don't like when people are like, "It's really me," and it's not. Um, but I use it to tell people when I'm restocking my sleepover tie dye, when there's like an exciting episode of the podcast, like I just use it for that. And my number is 847-648-9098. And it is, it's linked in my Instagram bio. So it's easy. To Let's be honest. It's really Esther when you text her. That's for damn sure. You're getting Esther. Meanwhile, when I text her personally, it's like, this is the it's, Esther bot. Like reply hey yes love. or no hey for SMS updates. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. And it's glowing up pod on Instagram and then glowing up wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah. And um, yeah. we did just basically both share 800 businesses between us <laughs> and 900 Instagram usernames, but like you'll figure it out. If there, if it was a Paula's choice, like what would. Don't make what me do would, this. <laughs> I choose JLo's number. <laughs> there you go. Thank you both. I want you guys to also help us sometimes review new influencer makeup lines. We can like oh all get on the God. we can oh, like all get on the press yeah. list and we can all try them out and then like kind of group group think it. Um, That's like the Mulan yeah. ColourPop launch. Does that count? Yeah. Um, oh yeah. And well, we're gonna have you guys on glowing up to do a segment. We just haven't figured it out yet because we're lazy. But because we're stay ugly. tuned because Nick and we're Andy available. will be on our pod. <laughs> Nick, now's come the time. Product of the week. What do you got for me? I have something that I repurchased, which, you know, is not a common occurrence over here in the Krieg Hard E bomb household of one, <laughs> of two, if you count the dog. So this is Rahua's classic shampoo. Is it Rahua or Rahua? I don't know. Rahua. 
Rahua. It's R-A-H-U-A. It's called Amazon Beauty. No clue if that's like a real thing. <laughs> Amazon Beauty, <laughs> New York, New York. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's like inspired um, by the it's Amazon. Ma- it's, it's made in the U.S. Um, okay. I don't think the Amazon, I am not familiar with maps, but I don't think it crosses over into U.S. No. So, oh, no, wait, 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 hold on. They've partnered with indigenous tribes to create a new sustainable potent blend of symbiotic rainforest-grown beauty. All right, so stand corrected. Look, I just use it to wash my hair. It's like has a ton of aloe in it. It's made with organic, natural, and pure plant-derived ingredients. One of those things is a real thing. The rest I don't care about. Organic is an actual thing that you have to um, be certified for. And again, if you guys see organic on a label, it doesn't mean every ingredient's organic. Case in point, the shampoo. They use organic aloe extract and organic other things, but the whole product isn't organic. I have a lot of thoughts on marketing clean beauty, as you know. Anyway, I think it's great, you know, clean, quote unquote, beauty. How often do you shampoo your hair? Mm, every three days. Just depends. Mm, smells Santo, smells manly. Right? Yeah. Very light scent. And I, I really, I like Does it. It, it doesn't strip. It doesn't, your hair doesn't feel like, your scalp doesn't feel tight or anything? No, you know, I don't have a problem with dry scalp or really breakout scalps. I, in the... I think the scalp market just blew up. I think people have been waiting, right, for these scalp scrubs. I think I'm a lucky, I must be a lucky one. But it's great. Highly recommend if you're wanting a shampoo that doesn't make you smell like, you know, flowers. And you can buy it. It's the classic shampoo, right? It's a classic shampoo. It's $34. And support tribes in the Amazon, I guess. That's cool. My product of the week is Bite. Activated charcoal toothpaste bits. So what I like about it, uh, first, I'll just say that, did you know that normal supermarket Crest or Colgate toothpaste has sulfates in it, meaning it basically has soap in it and the kind of soap that you want to avoid in, for example, your hair care products. You know, it's, it's these stripping agents that I think are not good for you. So that's going in your mouth. You're swallowing it. You're ingesting it. It seems like a bad idea. I've been trying to find a natural toothpaste alternative for a long time. Tom's of Maine, I don't like the taste of it. I really like David's, uh, if you know about David's, which is like in a mint green aluminum twist-up tube. But the other issue, there's a lot of issues with plastic tubing, and I know that you we've talked a lot about this, but you know, billions of toothpaste tubes go into landfills because it's not recyclable plastic. And what I like about Bite activated charcoal toothpaste bits is that they come in a glass, a, a tiny little glass jar. They're little basically candies, like an Altoid, a little bit smaller than an Altoid. So small. And you pop one in your mouth, you bite down. Do it. No, I, I just put it in my mouth, but you need a toothbrush and a sink. You bite down, you wet your toothbrush, and then you start brushing, and it turns into like a really nice foamy, minty experience and your teeth feel really clean. They don't feel stripped. It's not leaving a nasty aftertaste and there's no waste. So you're, you can bring a few little bits on the go. This comes with 62 bits, which is obviously enough for two months. No, one month. If you're, (laughs) (laughs) I feel like this podcast is just me, like not knowing anything about the elections, about science, about um, about your teeth, about my teeth, but I love it. And it has activated charcoal. It has natural peppermint flavor, sodium bicarbonate, which is baking soda, 
other stuff that's just good for your mouth. Um, it's plastic-free, palm oil-free, vegan, no sulfates, paraben-free, and cruelty-free. It's actually Leaping Bunny certified that it's cruelty-free and vegan. I'm obsessed with these. I got these from Violet Gray, and you can buy them on Violet Gray's website, or you can buy them on their website, which is bitestoothpastebits.com. They were actually on Shark Tank, which I love as part of their story. And it's like replacing all those plastic tubes that are just going to landfills. I love that. You know I love that. I'm really I'm into it. Now. It's really delicious. And like they, you can get a big jar for, which is 248 bits, and that's 30 bucks. And it's a four-month supply. And it's fun. It's that. like having a little bit of candy with your toothbrushing. Thanks, Nick. Yeah. Should we call it? I think we should call it. Just remember one quick reminder that we are preparing in the final stages of our Q&A episode, our AMA episode, we will be answering any and all questions that you throw at us, including one reader question which just came in this week, which was, what products do my dogs use as shampoo and conditioner and grooming? And uh, I can just answer that one now. The answer is, you know, none. I take them to the groomer which is sad, but maybe I should get into more like dog grooming products. Anyway, questions like that answers, hopefully a little bit better than that to be expected on our Q and a show, but make sure to send us any questions, DM us at eyewitness beauty or email us at hi at eyewitnessbeauty.com. Please remember to rate review and subscribe to us on Apple podcasts. You can follow us on Instagram at eyewitnessbeauty or write to us at hi at eyewitnessbeauty.com. Eyewitness Beauty is produced by Jessamine Molly of Seaplane Armada. Our art is by Simon Abronowitz and our theme music is by Danny Prezant. We'll be back next week with another brand new episode. So we'll talk to you then. Bye, Annie. Bye. Remember to floss. Bye.